0: Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. To three false starts and a microchip. Just kidding, it's the RPG show. I'm your host, Brent. This is the show we rate, review, and talk about RPGs, both video and tabletop, even though we're a couple weeks late on a tabletop episode. My bad. But with me today, I have the wind beneath my wings himself. Nick, is it farce or is it satire Gantner? What's happening, brother?
1: Uh, you know, just supporting
0: you in all your endeavors, as usual. Oh, that's sweet. That's that's very, very sweet. Well, today, um <laughs> You're the one that's like he's the
1: he's the wind under my wings. I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do with that.
0: me either. Like I just <laughs> I, I always I always wing that part. Like it just kinda just comes to me, I guess. I don't know. Uh Jesus Christ. Uh Zeus. We're we ta- we praise Zeus. Hades. Okay.
1: Technically. If we're going to go all about who we would prefer to praise, I'd be preferring to praise Odin.
0: So we're going Norse mythology. All right. Then, yeah, definitely Odin. Okay. Well, I mean. All right. Um, We have a different show planned today because it's not really that planned. What we're going to talk about uh, is mostly Nick's uh, collection of RPGs. He has a lot um, I have played a few or more than a few I would is safe to say but I've never been one to hold on to that many things uh, until recently so um, I don't have the same scope of a collection as he does so I'm gonna let him sort of break down uh, what games he owns uh, what what some of his fatal, favorite titles in his collection are um, some of them he he values the most. Uh, if he has any cool, like, collector's editions or anything cool he got with those, um, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, maybe round it out with a few, um, ver- you know, if he thinks he's got a few underrated titles that everyone should play that maybe some people haven't heard about, then, of course, I'll let him uh, preach that that uh, video game church. So, um... Uh, unlike unlike the usual episode where I talk over everybody, this is gonna be mostly this will be Nick's show. I'm gonna let him sort of go about his thing. Uh, I might pop in with a question or two and uh, an opinion here or there, cause God knows I can't help myself. But uh, Nick, why don't you tell us about uh, how long you've been sort of acquiring your libraries? What sort of um, consoles it spans across? What sort of titles you got and that sort of thing?
1: All right. Um... Well, I guess I'll just say if I start rambling about something and you need to keep me on, on rails, feel free to do so. Uh, because you you mentioned a bunch of things at the like a couple minutes ago, and I just each kind of went one year out the other. Like he's gonna be doing this and that and this and that, and I'm like, man, I haven't written any of this shit down. Well,
0: that's all so. right. I'll bring you back, in. I, I I sort of have the ideas of the the beats I'd like to I'd like to hear hit, and then I'll bring you back too if we miss any of them.
1: Okay, all right. So first thing you wanted is the. Consoles and the and the stuff I've got. Yeah, sort of like.
0: Uh, when did you begin actually like accumulating a collection of games? Because most people, these some people like start you know accumulating their collection as soon as they start playing. But others you know have to like borrow and rent for a long time before they can start actually getting copies of the games for their own. So, um, like about what what's the earliest console you have in your collection? And sort of about when and what was your first sort of like title? added to your collection as you own it?
1: Ooh, okay. Well, my first, my oldest console is the NES. Okay. Um, but I don't. I didn't get that. Like, I had one when I was a kid, and I remember I was playing some ninja game I had rented. I think it was the NES. I'm pretty sure it was the NES, but it was like, some ninja game I had rented from some local video store, and it was, like, a side-scrolling thing. Where, like, you, you have a world map, and you go into, like, locations on the world map and you go into like this little like single screen kind of sometimes tiered side scrolling thing mm-hmm. and i think some levels were like you're actually full on you can go on through the level type thing but i just remember i was playing that one day and the fucking nes like exploded and oh exp- what do you mean exploded it like like there was sparks and then it stopped working
0: oh my god
1: so I, we were so we didn't have an NES for a while, and we returned that game and all that kind of shit. And then we got upgraded to an SNES, and uh, we had some games for that. I think I remember though, we actually had gotten a Genesis first. Okay. Because my parents were like, "Well, the Nintendo products obviously aren't very safe," so. It was Genesis, and it was mostly just like Sonic and crap and like nothing, no, R- no RPGs really. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really get into RPGs until we got the SNES back. So I think collectively as the children decided that we didn't want a Genesis anymore, we wanted a Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So we switched that out of the pawn shop, switched the Genesis out for SNES. Um, and the first real game I remember buying was Breath of Fire at a flea market. Okay. So this is why I'm always harping on Breath of Fire, Brent. Okay, I know, I know first... you want to
0: play it. We'll get to it. I promise. <laughs> it I first... promise we'll get to Breath of Breath of Fire.
1: It was my first RPG. Um, yeah, it was tons of fun. We'll get, but we'll get into that later. But uh, the collection that was that was the start of my collection, my first actual game. Like I remember being at the flea market, just walking around crap, and then like looking at a table of Super Nintendo games, and this one had this like. Blue haired, buff ass dude with a sword and some people behind him, and said Breath of Fire. And me being a little pyromaniac was like, Fire, fire's good. Okay. So I'm like, Alright, I want this. So I got it. Uh, and I've played it multiple times, beat it multiple times, and it's a good game. Definitely a good game. Um, it's also at least partially rare right now. Like, I used copy is like 26, a new copy would be like 130, so. It's not it's not that great, but it's cheaper, or it's not it's more expensive than a lot of Super Nintendo games would be. Yeah, okay. um, then during that time period I played a like after I got hooked on RPGs, I just went to the video game stores and just rented all kinds of RPGs I could. Like I remember playing Lufia and the Fortress of Doom, uh Luffy and the Rise of the Sinistrals, the other Breath of Fire game, Breath of Fire 2, um, Secret of Mana. Uh Never really got into the Final Fantasy very much mm-hmm. until Final Fantasy 7 came out. Um, I don't, I can't remember if I, I just never was interested and in picked it up. Uh, I, no, that's not it. I was really interested in Final Fantasy Mr. Chronicles, where the hell was? Mr. Mystic Quest? Quest? Ew. Um, like, I was at one of my relatives' house when I was still a kid, and I guess it just came out and they had it. And, like, there was, like, some party going on downstairs. I'm, like, seven or eight or some shit. I don't remember. But I'm upstairs in like this attic, just fucking sitting on Super Nintendo playing the Shadow of Final Fantasy Mystic Quest for like four hours, and I like I think it was my cousin. I'm like, hey, can I have this? And they're like, hell no. <laughs> so uh, a couple years later, I was actually at a pawn shop with my family. Another one, like this, like I used to love pawn shops because you could find all kinds of fucking hidden gems in them. Mm-hmm. But we just we stopped going eventually. And I don't know why. Well, um, you're an
0: adult. You can still go to pawn shops. I know, but like I don't flea like markets. going anywhere. Well, like, then just just come pick up and be like Brent. We're gonna go like hit the hit the flea market pawn shops sh- scene and look for old games. I'd be like, all right, let's go, fuck it.
1: Well, that that would involve me still having money. Ah, <laughs> oh,
0: god. <Wow. laughs> Whatever. Like man. this
1: whole this whole school experience and she's really tapping my reserves. So um yeah, so we walked in there and there was a copy of Mystic Quest and there was also a copy of Legend Legend of Zelda. Um, fuck. A Link to the Past.
0: Link to the Past, yeah.
1: So, I had been playing the shit out of Mystic Quest, and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's get this. And I got outvoted by my brothers, and they wanted to Legend to the of Zelda, which was probably the wiser choice.
0: It's I okay. can tell you from experience <laughs> that is the wiser choice. Always choose Link to the Past over Mystic Quest, and I am a huge Final Fantasy fan. <laughs> like, fucking Link to the Past is where it's at.
1: It is, so that was, that's another one of the the games that are in my collection, even though I didn't pick it, like, it kind of just defaulted to me. Okay. Same with the Super Nintendo. Okay. Like, because I got, I got, I don't have very many games for Super Nintendo because I didn't, like, hold down a job until the PS2 was out. Okay. So, it was, and I never got, um, like, allowance or where you, the most money I was able to get was, like, summer, doing summer and fall jobs. Like, I used mm-hmm. to go and, like, mow lawns and break leaves and everything. And kind of shit, yeah. Um, it was pretty easy to do because I was on a military base most of the time and like it's just densely packed people living next to each other in rows. So you just take your lawnmower, go up one street, one side of the street, ask people want their lawnmower, go down the other side of the street, ask people want their lawnmower. So I'd get like 20, 30 bucks because most people, most people in the military are like, fuck no. <laughs> so, uh, I just use that to go and buy PS one games. Mm-hmm. So, and then when I got a job, I had PS2 was out and then PS3 was out. So I got games for those. So, um, the only games I really got for Super Nintendo were from flea markets or just birthday gifts randomly.
0: Okay.
1: Um, though I did, once I got a job, go back and purchase some of the games that I had, that were missing. Like for some reason, I thought I had Breath of Fire 2, but that, I didn't. So I had to rebuy that, uh, I had to rebuy the Secret of Mana, had to buy the Mega Man X games. Well, a couple of them, because those can get fucking expensive. Um, Yeah, so that. And then, shit, I guess I go on to PS1 now. Okay. Uh, I do have, like, so the consoles that I currently own are NES, SNES, N64, PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, and Dreamcast. And then I got, like, Game Boy Advance that's all that kind of bullshit. So you Uh, never
0: picked up uh, any of the uh, N64 RPGs before you moved on to uh, PlayStation? All of like the three or four of them?
1: uh, No, I'm not a big fan of the 64. I've got Overbattle 64, which is my favorite video game on the 64, but it's also, I guess, quite pricey. That was the score I got from Blockbuster. Um, I think...
0: uh... 18 Chronicles on the 64 is not, like, a great game, but I remember enjoying playing it on the 64. So, that's a thing. I've never even heard of that shit. Uh, yeah, there weren't. I think there might have been, like, 4, got, four or 5. It's got f- a
1: 4.2, 2.5. Wow.
0: It's not. It's, I mean, whatever. I had fun.
1: I do have Gauntlet Legends. I played the shit out of that.
0: Gauntlet, though? Uh, that's well, that's a loose well, Gauntlet Legends I never played, but if it's anything like Gauntlet Gauntlet, then I don't know how much. I I guess it's technically an RPG.
1: Well, I just meant like as games in general. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Uh, but I don't have many. Like, sixty-four definitely not up there for me mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Like, if you want to, if, if you get a sixty-four, you, it's mostly like platformers and shit. I guess.
0: I don't Part, know. Party games, wrestling games—that's what I played on the sixty-four.
1: Yeah. Uh, the PS One was where is that? So GoldenEye,
0: a lot of GoldenEye, so much GoldenEye. Oh, Perfect Dark was okay. I never had Perfect Dark.
1: Oh, I'll tell you the the Duke Nukem games. Those were always games I played with people and whoop their asses at because everybody else sucks at them.
0: Everybody always until like Far Cry for the Xbox. Everybody always wanted to play fucking GoldenEye, man. No matter how many times, like we had like house, like we played GoldenEye so many times, like there had to be house rules, like like uh, you you weren't allowed to kill somebody with a proximity mine, like once you killed one person with a proximity mine, you weren't allowed to use them anymore, like shit like that, like or else like somebody reach around and punch the shit out of you. It was it was terrible. Wow, that's pretty intense. Huddled around like a little sixteen inch TV, four way split screen GoldenEye. That shit was oh god.
1: I'm gonna lose some gamer cred, but I've never played GoldenEye.
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's a staple of the FPS genre, I guess you could say, but I mean, it's not like, I wouldn't say it's my, the mind blowing experience. It just was a incredibly popular game at the time. I mean, Mm -hmm. with exceptional multiplayer, I think the, I think the multiplayer made the game because it was a, is a very fluid sort of FPS. And like, that was, that was sort of the problem when you, when you start transitioning into 3D, you know how some of them were like really clunky. Like, um, just, it was just really fluid and played really well. So I guess it just, I, I I don't know, but it's about fucking RPGs and your shit. So PlayStation one sort of, uh, that, that is, the, would you say PlayStation, PlayStation, which PlayStation? All right. So between PlayStation one and PlayStation two, which one is your heaviest RPG console?
1: Uh, well it's PlayStation two only because I didn't have a job. Okay. To buy PlayStation 1 games, like, there are still a plethora of PlayStation 1 game RPGs, especially, that I would like to pick up. But the more rare ones that I have are on the PS1.
0: Yeah, see, I'm the opposite because I didn't have... Like, we were always, like, a generation behind in my house. So I didn't get a PlayStation 2 until... I want to say... Like, I got the original PlayStation 2. Like, the one that was, like like the first model that the came fat out. One, yeah. yeah, the fat bastard. I got that one like a year after the Slim launched. <laughs> like I that's just how far behind we were in console. So I mean I got an allowance based on the way our allowance worked is we got a set amount per chore. So like if I really busted hump and did everything around the house, like I would I could get a, a decent amount of money. So I would um like that was kind of like every about every month I was able to buy you know, a new used title. So like I had about, about a month I could make, you know, 20 to 30 bucks, you know, which is a lot if you don't actually have a job, just, you know, allowance money. So like between, like I would buy a ton, like if it was, um, I tried not to buy greatest hits cause I didn't, I didn't like, I always kind of was like, eh. so I was always, you know, buying used stuff around the 20 to $30 mark. So that's sort of how my collection filled out until I got rid of most of it. Okay. But okay. Continue. Um, well, I mean, I didn't
1: get a PS2 late either. Until when did it come out? Like, I remember, Final Fantasy X had come out, and then I hadn't gotten one until like three years after that game came out. Yeah, so. I got
0: mine. I got mine afterwards too. I think, I think my, uh, cause I had a, I had a PlayStation, like the the big gray bastard, and then um, the motor in the CD drive burned out. And then okay. so instead of going and upgrading to a PlayStation 2 like I hope my father would no he goes and buys the little PS1 like the little mini bastard little oh, thing Oh no yeah and um then the uh the little reflecting lens that reflected the laser mm-hmm. legit like blackened out and burned up so nice. um it, when that went out they went and bought a PS2
1: okay so. uh yeah we must have went through like four or five ps1s because the we played them so much that mm-hmm. the the holders the, and the cd spinner in the middle like they would just snap off and we wouldn't be able to put a cd in there anymore
0: oh wow no uh well i didn't change games like i would play one game for so long i guess is like you know we never we didn't change games and like i always left the game in there when i was done you know i turned yeah. it off and left the game in there so
1: no, uh, we always had, because there was three boys playing games, and we'd only, like, be, we'd be, like, allotted time to play them. Like, uh, we'd have to take turns of bullshit. I see. So, like, I don't want to play one game, and then somebody else won't play another game, and somebody else will play another game, so they'd be constantly just pressing that fucking little thing in, getting the CD out, switching them around, and...
0: Yeah, I can see that happening. That's right. <sighs> Shit sucked. Yeah. But,
1: um... Shit, I don't remember what my... Oh, I remember what my we were first... We
0: were transitioning into the PlayStation, so you're sort of yeah. PlayStation-era history, gaming history.
1: My first PS1 game, we were actually... I got two at the same time. I got Wild Arms 1 and Final Fantasy VII at the same time. Ooh. Um, this was on my birthday, and I remember I had a couple of friends over, and we took turns playing Final Fantasy VII for... Hours and hours and hours. And then there was this one kid there who I guess wasn't having a good time. And he um, wanted to watch a movie instead of watching us just play like the same fucking two hours starting. Because what we we're doing is uh, I was letting everybody just take turns playing or whatever. Instead of playing a, a continuous playthrough, everybody wanted like their own file. so Oh
0: my god. So it's just like Midgard, So it's the same Midgar, like the Midgar. first two
1: hour introduction of the game over and yeah. over again. And this one kid's like, Hey, can we watch a movie? And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And he picked out fucking Little
0: Mermaid. Oh, and what the fuck? everybody! <laughs> what the literal <laughs> fuck?
1: Everybody there was just fucking dogging on him so hard. And we're like, what are you, gay? And that kind of shit. Um, and then he started crying, and he went and woke up my parents. And my parents called his parents, and they came and picked him up. And we would just kept playing it.
0: When his parents got there, I would have been like, "How about you teach your kid to like not want to watch Little Mermaid?" It was pretty bad.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think I talked to that kid anymore.
0: <laughs> like, not that there's anything wrong with Little Mermaid. It's okay that he liked Little Mermaid, but he should have known better. Like, so like I have a baby girl, and if she likes things that would be weird, then it's like, okay, you're allowed to like things that would be strange, but you have to go in. To social interactions, either being ready to defend whatever you like to the death, or hide it like a pro. Like little kids are mean. Like especially middle school like age kids are mean as shit. Elementary, man. Oh, then, then there you go. Like no remorse. Like Oof. fuck. I, I think Fun came out in '97, right? Uh yeah, I want to say so. I mean, I don't. Let's look it up on Google. Uh, we yep. I should know. We're the experts, right?
1: January '97. Yeah. you, go. So, look at you. I was eight ripping in on this kid with my other eight year old friend. So, but uh,
0: <laughs> wow, what a cockmonger wasn't
1: good for him. Look, I felt I think I felt bad afterwards because I don't know, I can't remember, but uh, I didn't want to associate with him anymore because I didn't want to be alienated by my little group of friends. By your peers, but-
0: yeah, it's a, it's a vicious cycle, really. I mean. Well, we're we're not talking child psychology. So, <laughs> so we're talking about your uh, your collection.
1: So, you. uh, yeah, play the shit out of that. Um, and the, I think the only reason I remember wanting it was because my dad was friends with this guy. Uh, I think it was from Vietnam, but, but his name was Trin Bin, mm-hmm. and he would anytime my dad would have his friends over, like because they played dominoes and whatever and card games. and shit Dominoes? All the time.
0: What are they from the fucking thirties? Dude, dominoes is fun. Anyway, yeah, I haven't heard uh, of people playing dominoes. I mean, <laughs> fucking card games, sure. Like old maid, fucking spades, hearts, all that shit. Like I, I get, but
1: dominoes is a chill game. You just you play, you drink your beer or whatever. You just you shoot yeah, that's,
0: the shit. That's the type of game like I would fall asleep playing though. Like if I'm fucking drinking and playing dominoes, I'm gonna fucking fall asleep. This shit's boring.
1: Whatever. To each their own. So anyway, so let's talk about games here Brent.
0: I sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it's so technically
1: Domino's is game, and we now know you have a seething hatred for. I it.
0: don't have a seething hatred for Domino's. It's just boring. Like you, everybody out there can disagree with me all you want, but I have to. I have to. Like, if I'm drinking, I gotta kind of like stay entertained, or my ass is just gonna pass out and fall asleep. Like, I mean, alcohol's a sedative, so I mean, hey. Well, maybe you should learn how to handle your beer, man. I can handle my beer. Just you know, whatever. Go fuck yourself. Let's not talk about our level of uh, alcohol tolerance, Nick. Is this a discussion you want to have right now? Uh,
1: I'm a, I am mean, I don't care. I'm aware I don't have very much alcohol tolerance. That's
0: what I thought. That's been I don't
1: drink as often as some people.
0: Wow. Why are you going to make it sound like I have a problem? Because you're a beer distributor guy. So that, that doesn't instantly make me have a problem.
1: When, when you tell people that like you've been drinking and then they're like, you drink often or whatever? And you're like, oh, it's part of the job description. Then, you know, maybe.
0: Because it's a clever line to throw out when you're talking to people you don't know. Like, I mean, it's a way to stimulate conversation. No,
1: That's not it, clever. That's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a functioning alcoholic. How you doing? Not really. I mean, whatever. Anyway, uh, so this guy would come over and he would generally like just bring a game for us to play, like just to borrow for a little bit. And he had brought over Final Fantasy VII once. And that's when I first was like, oh, yeah, let's play it kind of thing. Um, and then I think he had brought over Wild Arms. Um, and listening to the opening like introduction song with the whistling and the oh, yeah. banjo and shit made me fall in love with it. Like I was sitting there. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, eight, seven, eight. 7 so not. eight. I'm seven because it's not my birthday yet or something like that. And then uh, I'm like, I was watching the opening cinematic with my siblings and whoever else is there. I don't remember. And, like, just listening to it. And I start just, like, tears start streaming down my eyes because it's the most beautiful thing I've heard in forever. And then, so I got shit for that, but whatever. Like, I'll still stand by it. It's one of my favorite songs, so. Um, that's my reasoning for getting those. And he had gotten, like, he brought over a bunch of Super Nintendo shit, too, because we had Super Nintendo still, so we um. oh Illusion of Gaia he brought over Illusion of Gaia and gave it to me and that was a fun game play the shit of that so we gotta play it it's less RPG as much as it is like action-y like it's still an RPG in, uh, in a way I only
0: have one Wild Arms song I don't know if this is it I think it is there you go yeah that's it dim,
1: dim, dim,
0: dim. Yeah, this song's great alright continue
1: um yeah so
0: illusion <laughs> uh, a guy good. yeah no It's. It, I think it's on our list
1: it should be if not I'm putting it on there alright like I would put um Enigma, but you don't want to play that one and Terranigma
0: you, when did I say I didn't want to play Terranigma because
1: you're like oh we're only playing games that were released in the US
0: if it if it has like I don't want a fan patch emulated is what I'm saying
1: it's Ter- a, it was released in the PAL area
0: I don't know continue
1: um, shit. I don't know what the hell I was talking about. Oh, yeah, so those were my first two PlayStation games. Um, from then on, I went on to get like lovely games like Beyond the Beyond, uh, Legend of Mana, Grandia, which is a phenomenal game. Play the shit of that one. Um, Star Ocean the Second Story. Okay. Also a great game. Uh, Valkyrie Profile, one of my favorite games. Um, and that actually getting that one was just fucking lucky as shit. I was up in New York and we were about to move to Italy. And I think it was around my birthday. And just randomly they're like, oh, let's go shopping. So we all had to go out, go shopping. And we stopped by Toys R Us. I walk in there. And there's one copy of Valkyrie Profile sitting on the shelf. And I'm like, I have to have that. Because I had been reading tips and tricks. And saw the little segment they did. On I Brumper completely profile.
0: forgot all about fucking tips and tricks, man. I
1: still have some of my magazines. Oh my god, that's amazing that you still have some of uh, fucking um, tips and
0: tricks. That's a blast I, from the past.
1: Yeah, I only mainly kept the ones that had information about the games I have. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, like, I had more, and I'd probably throw them all in the trash. Like, I doubt they're worth anything. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's There's just no outdated medium. Um. Yeah, so I was like, fuck yeah, please get this for me for my birthday. And they did. And then I played the shit out of it while I was at my aunt's house in New York waiting to move to Italy. So, um, definitely, definitely a great game. I know most people won't like it because it's kind of. It's not really plot heavy unless you're doing the A ending, which mm-hmm. you have to, like, do research on because it's kind of a conv- convoluted thing. And then I know a lot of people are unhappy with. If you play on easy or normal mode, then there's no way in hell you're going to be able to do the post-dungeon content because you need to be doing the hard difficulty mode to get the items that you need to take into the post-game content, the threat gate to actually unlock doors to progress into the, the dungeon. That's weird. Um, But I'm all about Trias being weird. They're like, they punish you for not playing the game as it was meant to be played kind of thing. Cause like, on easy or normal. I think when you get characters, they come at a set level, but when you're playing hard, they every new character you get is at level 1, so you have to raise them all from level 1, and which is actually not as bad as it sounds. Well, you know that sounds horrible because you're like, fuck, I gotta level up these characters, they're gonna be shit. It's not that big of a deal because you get all kinds of awesome things that you can do with your characters to make them infinitely stronger than they would be otherwise. Like you get the you can i think you just either find them or you either craft them um but there's these accessories you can equip on new characters so that every time they level up they get like uh they get more like 200 plus health or something and then you get like 50 extra skill points that you can use to upgrade their skills so um the later you get characters to an extent because there's also like some stupid fucking time limit between each chapter like you have 32 points that you can spend in each chapter before you have to move on to the next chapter. And like searching for new characters takes one point. Like going into a town takes two points and going into a dungeon takes three points or something like that. Okay. And so um, like you're on a time limit so you can't grind as much as you want because if you go into a dungeon and you don't clear it all the way, you're losing out on experience or like you waste time going into a town, you're losing points that you could be going into a dungeon with and, It's definitely a game where your first time through is going to be kind of irritating and you may want to follow a walkthrough. that way you kind of know what to be doing, but you don't really have to visit a town unless you have the, um, like you get something that tells you to go to the town. So like you do your whole spiritual thing, whatever. So what Valkyrie Linth does is you, I think you press select and she like kind of floats around in the sky and like searches for the souls of dying people or whatever. Uh, so that you can recruit them and, like, go, like, oh, this town has a character you can get. So you go to that town, and you recruit the character. And then on some characters, they've got, like, hidden items in those towns. So you just go back into that town and go to where they died and, you're like, oh, hey, this was my weapon. You can have it. And you get, like, a badass weapon. So. Okay. Um, definitely, I don't know, it was definitely one of my favorite games of all time. The sequel, not so much. And then, like, the DS game kind of, like, I, enjoyed, I was enjoying it while I was playing it, and then I got to this mission where it was all just fucking... Like, you have to save an NPC, except the NPC is surrounded by a hordes of monsters, and literally the first turn, like, for the 20 fucking times I did this map, the first turn, this character went and attacked a monster, like a retard, and then got gangbanged and died the next turn. I'm like, I, there's no way in hell to beat this. I don't know what the fuck... like. I moved my characters in different paths. The first turn, every single time, the char the stupid NPC always did the same bullshit and died. I'm like, this is impossible. I can't fucking do this right now. So I just stopped it. But um So other games I've got for PS1 are Tales of Destiny, the original, and the Tales of Destiny 2, which is actually Tales of Eternia. They just when they I think it was like the third Tales of game to come over here, because there's Tales of Fantasia, but I don't remember if that one actually was uh, uh i don't think do that guess?
0: got ported till it was a i don't think that got ported until a handheld title like i think it got ported on the ds and that was the first english translation of it
1: Um. Uh, well they had a Game Boy advance version of it that's what i meant and then i think it got maybe it was a european release because i know it came over somewhere but maybe not um so there's tales of destiny and then technically it's tales of eternia but since it was the second game from that series the translators are like, oh, we'll just call it Tales of Destiny 2. And then mm-hmm. in Japan, there's a legit Tales of Destiny 2, which is a sequel to the first Tales of Destiny for the PS2. Um, I think it starts confusing. with Leon. Like, he's a mass character that he's got, he like topped the popularity polls for that game or something like that. I don't know. Or maybe it's like Judas. I don't know. Um, Fuck it.
0: it says it got, yeah, it uh, didn't come to America to the Game Boy Advance until
1: 2006. Okay. And um, I never. Like, I got it, but I've never finished it because... Apparently it's on iOS.
0: Whatever. What's that? Apparently it's on iOS. The Tales series is not one I have a lot of experience with, so... um.
1: They're hit or miss with me. Like, you can get a good Tales of Experience, and you can have a bad Tales of Experience. Like, everybody lauds fucking Tales of Symphonia, but I abhor it. Symphonia? Have I played Symphonia? It's for the GameCube, and then they released it on the PS3 recently.
0: Let me, see, let me see, let me see. And me see.
1: maybe PS4, but I think was, maybe they also did it on the Wii or something like that. But like
0: it sounds ah, so familiar.
1: It's got fucking dude in red, I can't remember his name, and then like some angel chick or some crap like that. I don't know.
0: Um uh,
1: PlayStation 3, GameCube,
0: PS2, and PC. I want to say I played part of it. I don't think I finished it. Like, I don't the only I, GameCube like, RPG I know for a fact that I finished is Skies of Arcadia. Okay. Which is amazing.
1: It is. That's on our list, right?
0: It it is. It, it's probably uh, I don't know. Like I don't know. It's probably one of my favorite games that I always forget to mention whenever we do lists or whatever. And it's just like every time I see the title or even think about it, because I still have it, I'm like, oh, it's right, fuck, Skies of Arcadia, shit. Okay.
1: So yeah. I've still got mine, but I don't know if my GameCube works. Um <laughs> eww, that's a good so, question. Um I'm sure it's on Steam or some shit. I don't think so. Oh. Well I know there's a Dreamcast version too, and I, my Dreamcast works, so maybe I'll just buy the Dreamcast version. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um No Dreamcast GameCube. Damn, that's some shit.
0: Yeah, that it needs a remake uh, or HD well, remaster. Do you, Fantasy, they... do you hear Final Fantasy Do you hear Final Nine's getting a remaster? Wait, what? Final Fantasy IX is getting an HD remaster. Why? Because it's awesome.
1: Like, are they doing the same thing they did with Final Fantasy 7? Um, bringing it to the PS4.
0: Th- it's just gonna be a port with like uh like updated graphics like they did on uh like ten or whatever. Um, but not because they've done nine. And I mean, I'm
1: perfectly fine with that. Nine was one of my favorite. Nine Final and twelve games.
0: are the only two with without like true ports. So unless you can. Uh, especially, especially 12, because 12 you can only play on the PlayStation 2. There's no PSN version, there's no port of it, there's no nothing. And FF9, you can only get the PSN version of it or the PlayStation 1 version of it. So those two Final Fantasy titles are the only ones that are kind of restricted to console. So like 9 sort of needs it to be relevant in their, like I guess, catalog of games. I don't know how you describe that. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: right, yeah. Tales. Proceed. Um, yes, anyway. Fuck, I don't know where I was going with that, but I got a bunch of Tales games. Um, I, have, I had Final Fantasy 7 VII and 8. Like, Young Me was jaded with 8. I was like, what the fuck? And my like third and fourth discs or something like that. Maybe it was just the first one. I don't know. But one of my discs for Final Fantasy 7 was fucked to oblivion. Like, I yeah. couldn't get past a certain part of the game. And I had already been, like, just jaded off of it from playing it so much, and Mm -hmm. then having my brother erase my goddamn save file, that I was like, I'm done with it. Uh, So I game stopped it, which was a mistake, because I could it was a black label copy, so I could have eBayed it easily, even if it wasn't working. Or, with the advent of the disc refurbishers, I could have gotten a disc refurbisher and fixed it or some shit, but whatever. Child me,
0: or teenage me, whatever. I think I still have all of my Black Label Final Fantasy games. The only problem with my FF7 copies of the third disc is chipped. Ooh. Yeah. That's a long story. I'm sure. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, Did you get hungry or something? No. Uh, uh, a rampaging toddler Ooh. closed it in a, in the cover of the PlayStation.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. But anyway. hope you got their ass beat.
0: Uh, I, de- I can't verify whether they okay. did or not, personally, because I wasn't there when it happened. Ah, uh, damn. Okay. And that was before I became a rage-filled individual. Ooh. So stuff happens. Not I me. I would have been pissed. I was always pissed when
1: people like pulled my games. Like it'd be like, like I'd go, like I'd be the one last one playing or something at the end of the night, and then I'd come home from school and find out somebody beat me home, and then they had just taken my game out of the. PlayStation left it fucking bottom down on top of something, that always pissed me off. Well, the
0: thing with with mine, even though it had the chip on the disc, you could play it all the way to the cavern, like the final final dungeon, so you could play 99% of the game. So, I mean, hey, it is what it is.
1: Well, isn't there something where, like, I know it applies to some games, but I'm not sure if it's that one in particular, but there's something where if you load
0: up the area like because every yeah some, some games load the area into RAM so like you, you could put you it could, onto
1: a different you could put a different disc in first and then go back to the other disc and play yeah. off of what's been loaded into that RAM did,
0: that didn't work on Final Fantasy 7 oh, okay. I don't believe no because I, I tried a million things to try and I ended up having to buy a I think I have like a Blockbuster third disc that I I got somewhere like there I only have that one disc with the little Blockbuster sticker on it so I have no idea Okay, gotcha. Where it came from, but I got it. I mean, I have a complete set with the double. I don't think the, um, the, I think the blockbuster disc is from like a greatest hits version though.
1: Oh, okay. So, but it
0: still loads like it, like if I can load the save file on the, you know, on that disc. So, I mean, if I wanted to play it that way, but we've been playing the, the PC port to the PlayStation four, which I broke that fucking speed rail. God damn it. That's on YouTube, our YouTube channel. If anybody's interested in that, whatever. But uh, all right, so you you got a few titles for the PlayStation One. What were some of your titles for the PlayStation Two? Like your favorite titles for the PlayStation Two? Favorite. Um, Just you know, definitely the Dot Hack series. Dot Hack. Yeah, that's also a game I haven't
1: played. And then the GU ones, both of them, fantastic. Like I would. Like, they had .hack fragment or whatever, and mm-hmm. then I don't know what the fuck happened to that, but they decided not to go through with it anymore. Mm-hmm. It was the MMO version of .hack, and yeah, I'm still waiting on that. Like, they need to fucking hurry up and port that shit or remake it or do something because
0: Nick I'm hankering for
1: it. some more .hack.
0: Yeah.
1: And it sucks that CyberConnect, they aren't doing .hack anymore. They're doing the fucking Naruto fighting games and all kind of bullshit. Like, they made a .hack link, which is like a .hack fighting game. I'm like, fuck yeah, bring it over. We'll play it. Nope, nope. We're not going to make money off of that. Fuck you guys. Hmm. Whatever. Um, What else? What else we got over there? Shit. Like, I have most of the shit in boxes in my closet still, so I haven't been able to look at them. But, um... Like other the than Final Fantasy Like, Growl Lancer?
0: You know you have that, oh, don't you? Oh,
1: Growlancer Generations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, that's two and three. So, it came. It's working designs. Working designs. It's awesome shit. Like, they did the Arc Lad games on PS1. Lunar. Lunar 2. Um... Fuck! Then some more shit. Like I've got most, most of Working Designs products. Like they've got Dragon Force on the Sega Saturn, which I want to get so bad, okay. but I neither have a Sega Saturn nor Dragon Force, so whatever. Like there's no reason for me to buy that. It's kind of pricey too. So
0: yeah. Um, um. So you, in particular, um, I'm sure there's other collectors that are the same, but instead of like you know, so let's say I find a series that I really like. I seek out other games in the series. You find a developer you like, and you seek out other games from that developer? Would you say that's fair?
1: Um, yes and no. Like, I will buy every Tri-Ace game that's mm-hmm. put out, just because they're my favorite company. Okay. And typically, they were being produced by Enix, so I would have a lot of Enix games. Um, but not so much. It was mainly just the TriAce games that they produced um and then obviously you wanted to get a bunch of square stuff like you know years and shit mm-hmm. um vagrant story yeah vagrant story is good too um and then mm, it's like because it's like yes and no, like because some it depends like if a series good i will buy it i'll buy it a series but there's like i've got some developers who i will buy their shit no matter what it got is it. Yeah, got it. like trice did um, uh, residents of fate that came out a mm-hmm. while ago on PS three and okay. I think 360. Okay. And that game is wonky as fuck. Like a lot of people don't like it because it's so complex to learn. Mm-hmm. I think I only played it for like 12 hours, but then I got something else. Like I do this thing where I've got like 8 million fucking games that are still, it's sealed in packaging that I haven't played because I'm retarded.
0: <laughs> and then, <laughs> so like, and then you decided to join on a show where we do nothing but play old games.
1: God, I know it's the well, worst.
0: Well, I think what we're going to do is we're going to pick a month out of the year. Um, or a month or two out of the year where we play a new game, like something that's like current gen or like past like few years. And I think okay. that would, that would sort of, you know, round it out. Cause then we're hitting all RPG territory.
1: Yeah. That would, um, that would definitely help me with my backlog.
0: <laughs> I don't know. They release faster than we play games. So we'll, I know
1: it's the worst. Fuck. It is. At least I'll have, I'll have plenty to do when I'm like fucking 80 and decrepit,
0: if I am it that long, there is that. But hopefully, you won't lose your hands. Uh,
1: if I if I ever lose my hands, I'm gonna kill, find a way to kill myself. I would rather lose both of my legs than lose my digits on my hands.
0: That that would be rough. So, but all right. So, PlayStation Two, um, you've got quite a few titles on the PlayStation Two. Any of uh, them of, of real value? That's
1: see, I don't know because I don't think that. The PS2 has many valuable games as compared to like the SNES and the PS1. Okay. Um, I could look a lot stuff. Like no, that's honestly, okay. I didn't check. Like maybe the dot hack stuff was rare. I know the first ones, like infection, quarantine, all that kind of shit, they're kind of pricey because they were a limited run and nobody knew how good they were because they were kinda of, they went under the radar. Um but
0: um I, what about, uh, so PlayStation 2, now you, do you have any Xbox games or did no, you skip that generation? Okay. All right. Now, PlayStation. I, I, did
1: get a, I did get a 360 because my best friend at the time had a 360 and so my choice was between PS3 and 360 and I was like, well, as well I'd, I'm better off playing games with somebody at this point in time, so about mm-hmm. bought a 360 and then I regretted my purchase immensely. Did because you, of all the you, JRPGs coming out on the PS3, yes.
0: But, uh, and then okay. some of your favorite, or what JRPGs do you have for the PlayStation Three? Just a handful, because I know I've seen your game wall. It is absurd. Like if we went to enlist every single game you have, we'd be here for two days.
1: PS3. Um, well, I bought a bunch of the Atelier series games. I haven't played them. Okay. Um,
0: you got a lot of unplayed PS3 games, don't you? Yes.
1: Like, let me pull some out of this fucking like. Mostly Nippon Itchy stuff, okay. like, Uh the Witch of the Hundred Knights. Um, like I said, Fate, Resonance of Fate, Drakengard um, Dragon Guard Three. White Knight
0: Chronicles, Storage and Last Hope. Say that again. White Knight Chronicles, you got that one.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I got one and two, but I guess the server servers are down for the multiplayer on that shit. Oh. Uh, so, that sucks. Um, Time and Eternity, which was some like indie budget shit. I guess this. I haven't I haven't played that yet. Um, every Tales of game that came out, so Zelia, Zysteria, Zelia Two, Symphonia Chronicles. Um, I got Near, which I really need to play, which I haven't played yet. Which, like, it's kind of an offshoot of the Dragon Guard series, which is also one of my favorite series. Because mm-hmm. like, so what happens at the end of the first one? Spoilers is actually there's like there's like five or six different endings, but one of them, um, Kane and no, oh, it's the same Kane? Fuck, Kayim. Mm. It's an a M at the end. Kayim. Kayim. Kaim, um, well, Like, C-A-I-M. K-I-M. I don't fucking know. And his dragon, K-M. they K-M. warped mm. into modern-day Tokyo, and they fight, like, this god-beast creature thing, and they oh, kill it. Oh, se- I think I've and seen that ending. So what happens is they kind of... They kill the, the demon thing, and then some fucking F-150 fighter jets or some shit come by, and they just blow the dragon and came the fucking smithereens. And... So in Nier, what had happened is from the god thing dying, its ashes spread across the world and kind of like contaminated people. Uh-huh. So it started turning them into the demon thing. So what was happening was as somebody came in contact with this dust of this god, they were forced into making a decision. They either made a pact with the god and lived and became a monster thing or they refused the pact, and the demon god thing killed them. I don't know exactly how that happened, but it happened that way. Um, and then you had, on the flip side, the dust from the dragon and came. So some people got in contact with that and got blessed with their kind of pact and had the, their powers. Apparently, apparently, it's a super depressing game, too. And the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal. Like, I listened to the soundtrack, and it is freaking amazing. Okay. Um, let's see what else I got over here. Um... The PS3, PS3, that's not okay. We
0: really need you build your wall back so it's not all in boxes. Like I can build you a wall.
1: Well, like I, I've got a bookshelf that I've got full of shit. Like that's, that's oh, no the Dark good. Souls games I got those.
0: Because um, like around the top of your room, like I could build well, like a like a perimeter shelf and like you can just put all your shit up there.
1: My issue with that is this isn't a permanent living situation, and I would hate to have to fucking do all that and take it back down later. That's why my shit's in boxes
0: because like six. It's like. It would be, be what,
1: moving you, again eventually.
0: About like 10 screws a wall. Like it wouldn't be that bad. Whatever. You know, if
1: you feel like you got a wall here up your ass,
0: go for it. That's fine. It's fine. You don't want it. I won't do it. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> trying to help you put stuff on display, get it out of your closet, get um, it out of box. What else I got
1: over here? So I don't think I have as many RPGs as I thought originally for the PS3. Like most of my RPG collections on the PS2 and PS1. So, okay. Um, I got Valkyrie Chronicles, but I don't think that's really an RPG too much. And oh, some Hyper of fucking games. All this weeaboo shit. Goddamn. Goddamn.
0: So I, I detect some rage there.
1: No, I'm just kind of like, ah, what did I buy the shit?
0: Why did you buy it?
1: Because <laughs> I'm a weeaboo, man. I'm a filthy weeaboo.
0: Awesome. Okay. Um. So PlayStation two. Now that brings us to kind of current gen. What have you, like other than what we've been playing for the show, is there anything current that you've been playing?
1: Um, sort of. I haven't really gone heavy into the RPGs this generation. Like mm-hmm. most RPG thing from this generation I've played so far has been Dragon Quest Heroes. Okay. And that's more of a casual entry into the Dynasty Warriors series with
0: yeah, because it's kind of like a waves of mob kind of like action kind of thing, isn't it's it? It's
1: like it's almost like tower defense without building huh. anything. Because half, like ninety percent of this game has been, all right, protect this point from the monster attacks. And I'm like, are you serious right now? <laughs> okay. Like, almost feel like it's got that destiny issue, where like you have to defend Dinglebot all the fucking time, and like from waves of monsters coming at you. And yeah. like it's I've been in like I've been enjoying it like I'm in the post game now uh, and I'm just grinding up to actually take on the final bosses or whatever the hell I got to do. So it's been kind of enjoyable. OK. But um, shit, I think that's like the most RPG RPG thing I've got if, unless you count the Final Fantasy 10, 10 remaster.
0: Uh, well, I mean, like, I guess I you bought, can count
1: that. Let's see. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't count Bloodborne as an RPG as much. No. I mean, kind of yes and no, but um like I've got Dragon Age Inquisition I haven't played yet, The Witcher 3 I haven't played yet. Um Final Fantasy Type O I haven't played yet. <laughs> you have so um, many
0: unplayed games. The is
1: Trip, but I don't think that's an RPG either. Shit. Uh yeah, most of my stuff is surprisingly not an RPG. Like I've got a couple shooters. I got Until Dawn, which I guess is uh, a horror movie? Mm-hmm. It's not less, less of a game. Um, the Order, just because it was cheap. Uh, Borderlands Handsome Collection, The Album 3, Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed Unity. What the fuck else got over here? Oh, The Evil Within. Uh, so this is an RPG, but it's definitely a horror game. It's made by the dude that did the Resident Evil stuff, I think. And I know a lot of people don't like it, but I played the shit out of it. Like, I did Akumo mode and all that shit. I had fun with that. So... Um, but the most recent RPG I've played is Fallout Three. I guess technically that's an RPG.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, except
1: for Final Fantasy VII.
0: Like is, it's okay. it's harder. Newer games are harder to uh, define, really, because like they're so. We've said before, like they they mingle genres so much. Uh, unless you're looking directly like at a JRPG, a lot of titles are like. Uh, they're gonna have some sort of RPG like elements where you're leveling up skills or weapons or mm-hmm. gaining experience somehow. Like, so I mean, it's it's eh, it's hard to it's harder to. to well, it's really... like
1: even this indie thing, Undertale, that came out recently. Mm-hmm. Like, it's,
0: have you heard of it? Undertale. It sounds so familiar. It's on the PC. It's like
1: it's kind of like Babby's first earthbound rpg oh things? i have
0: i have i have heard of this where it's like an it's the rpg and it's got a bunch of like bunch of little little mini games and the fights are like everything is supposed to be funny like it's supposed to be like a like a like a mother game almost but mm-hmm. but not
1: yeah like at first i was hearing about it and i was like this sounds dumb as shit but i watched video game donkey play for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. and it seems kind of humorous but I'm still like I'm still turned off because the fan base is like almost as bad as a My Little Pony fan base in my opinion because they're just uh, permeating fucking everything with memes there. about this goddamn game. And, Where
0: like, they're just they're just
1: so in love with it. It's like, uh, he was filled with determination with everything. But like, they reply to fucking everything with that shit. Where they got the goddamn skeleton sands or whatever the fuck his name is on everything, and I'm like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, that's cool
0: i guess like, it's cool when a video game gets whatever. that kind of following i guess i mean
1: i don't know like it bothers me because i'm not a big idol worshiper kind of person mm-hmm. like i enjoy things and then i enjoy something else
0: yeah no. like
1: i don't attribute aspects of something that i enjoy to everything else that i enjoy
0: i do i mean i i don't always but like there there have been things where like i've become completely obsessed with for a short period of time and it's always kinda of fun. Well that'd be kinda... equivalent
1: to you being like, Oh man, Final Fantasy is the best. Let's put Final Fantasy Seven in everything. So then like you play a new game and you have fucking cloud in there doing shit. Or what? like you right. got after I, Fantasy... after I beat Final Fantasy.
0: After I beat Final Fantasy Seven the first time, I'm not gonna lie, the next two or three RPGs I played I did name the characters after Final Fantasy characters.
1: Yeah, you're you're scum, my friend.
0: I was ten years old. Like come on <laughs> Give me a the worst, break.
1: The worst I did was make my AOL handle, fucking Stripe something. Okay.
0: No, I never did that. But uh, like I mean, until the the uh, Jericho Scar username came about, like, I, like I, I used a few um, like I don't know. Sometimes like it would be like a like a Final Fantasy kind of thing, but then like I also had like the like like I had this all this really weird extended head cannon on games. Where not necessarily like I was a person that'd write like fanfic or anything, but like uh You
1: wouldn't write it, you would just think it Yeah,
0: and that's fair. I, I it's like I mean in like at the time I was big into like drawing, so like I like I had uh this is the dumbest thing, I can't believe I'm gonna admit to this. But um Grey Fox, the robot ninja from Metal Gear Solid. Well yes. I had two versions of him, fan fan versions of him, where there was Gray Fox Neo and Gray Fox Zero. And they were plays on the Bahamut summons from Final Fantasy VII. So, you know, you had Final Fa- uh, Bahamut, Bahamut, okay. Neo-Bahamut, and Bahamut Zero. We'll take the, the extra sort of things that they did to Bahamut for Neo and Zero and apply those to Gray Fox. And that's the character, basically. So, like, one of them has, like, these... Like uh, like robot glider wings, like tiered robot glider wings, and like these. Uh, Another the one's got like these big like uh, Mega Man like hand cannon things. Is really weird.
1: It's interesting. It, yeah, you, so you've drew, you've drawn these? Yes. Do you have them laying around anywhere?
0: God no, I threw them away. They were terrible.
1: Oh what? Why not? Because I'm not. You should save that. It's like your childhood. You got to show your children like, hey, look what I did when I was. A no, kid. I
0: was really bad. Like I had like five of those like. Like uh, ten steps on how to draw like like uh, manga and like how to draw like fucking like chibi characters and all that shit. Like I had a bunch of those books and like okay. I just took a little from here and there and just kind of like made shapes. And I I was I wasn't good at it. I gave up on it for a reason. Bam. So I mean, but uh, it was always the arms. I always fucked the arms up. They always look so weird. So, but everything looked like a goddamn chimpanzee because there aren't like hands <laughs> without the knees okay uh so i mean yeah i guess i mean it's fun to it's fun to um to fan out about see, things
1: see i got i got the way i got around that was not actually doing poses so when i was drawing i did like i had characters wearing like cloaks and shit and robes so it was just like the head and then uh like a non-descript body type thing for, like, the rest of it, and then, like, maybe I would draw, like, the arm sleeves or some shit, and, like, maybe some, like, fingers poking out, but that was typically the pose I drew for anything that I was thinking about.
0: Yeah. Well, alright, so I don't know if this was a thing that happened where you were, but it was definitely a thing in my middle school where we printed off Dragon Ball Z pictures and we traded them, like, trading cards. Like... What? Yeah, like, so... It, you would go online, <laughs> and you would find, like, Dragon Ball Z fan art, and you'd print it out. And, okay. like, then you would we would trade them. Like, we would have them in, like, the clear pa- plastic, like, um page sleeves, you know, like, you get for, like, book projects and shit. Yeah. And, like, we would trade them. Like, we'd be like, oh, that picture's rad. Where'd you get that shit? And, like, they'd be like, not telling you, but I'll trade you this one for the one you've got of the Android with all the cleavage, and you'd fucking trade it. Because... I don't know. It was a weird thing we did. So, like, when we, when, when, when drawing, like, I always wanted to draw shit in these Dragon Ball Z poses, which okay. are the worst because, like, there's, unless you are, like, drawing Dragon Ball Z, like, those, like, those, the way they hold their arms and shit should not try to be replicated by an amateur artist of any kind. And gotcha. so, um, and I admit that's a weird thing that happened, but it had that was a legit thing in my middle school. Was we traded fucking Dragon Ball Z pictures? Like you would have a binder filled with printed off Dragon Ball Z pictures. Like and that,
1: were you printing them off at school?
0: Anywhere you could print them off because that was the trick, right? That's why they were of value because people don't want you to use color ink or anything like that. So yeah. like the color ink prints were like foils, right? And the black okay. and whites were your commons and shit because like. Like, everybody can print in black and white. You just go down to the library and print them in black and white. But, like, if you got color, you're you, you, are, you are the king of the castle. Okay. Like, like so, I mean, yes. Yeah. it's the weirdest
1: thing. That's, that's definitely different.
0: It's the weirdest thing. Because it was, like, right as, like, people were done trading Pokemon cards. Like, we picked up trading these fucking Dragon Ball Z fan art things. It was so... It's cheaper. <laughs> It was so weird. Maybe that's why it happened. Because Pokemon didn't die. Like the Pokemon trading cards were still a thing. But I mean, we were fucking the middle of nowhere, and our parents parents weren't buying us Pokemon cards. Like that wasn't a thing. Like you couldn't go. Like if you were going to get Pokemon cards, you went and you bought a pack of Pokemon cards. You got one fucking booster pack, and that doesn't do anybody any good. No. So I mean, well,
1: that that makes me think. Why didn't y'all like just? design like start working on a
0: game with these printed
1: images like you could literally like fake fake up some
0: cards because like like you're making a game off it you never knew who was in the trade-in game right and like i don't know why we trade you make a community I don't like, know. I know.
1: This sounds like such a logical thing to do as a 27-year-old mom. I know
0: cuz like looking back I'm like that's a fucking brilliant idea, Nick. Then we should just assign all of them values and like you could have a little role-playing game where like based on the picture, you're allowed to assign two abilities and then you roll stats and you fucking play the game. But no, we're fucking middle school and we're like, "Oh, that's fucking that's, you guys got red hair." I want the one where he's got red hair. Like, right. "Oh, he still got his monkey tail." That would have been badass if they didn't chop that shit off. Give me the fucking one with the monkey tail. Right, okay. like, I mean, that was just, that's, I, whatever. I I don't know. I don't that's know. It's
1: definitely, it's definitely something else.
0: But, uh. <laughs> the, worst, back... the worst we did was. Did you ever play the Dragon Ball Z role-playing game on the, like, in the Game Boy Advance? Uh, what, Legacy of Goku? Yeah, Legacy of Goku.
1: Uh, my brother had it, I never played it. Like, I wasn't big the DBZ, I was more fantasy, like, I read a lot of books. Yeah. Like I didn't start getting into anime until I was in high school. Yeah. And stuff. And so, yeah, I just played. Anything I played was more like traditional fantasy or J, JRPG type fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: Have you watched that uh, Seven Deadly Sins thing on Netflix? Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, no, I've got it in my list to watch. Like, I just finished. I fucking binge watched it because I was in charge of the baby um, yesterday because Brittany had a okay. bunch of stuff to do. And she was really okay. fussy, so I couldn't just like put her down and do what I had to do. So it was a lot of just, you know, handling the baby. So you, know, you got a lot of time to watch TV. I think I I watched like sixteen episodes of it. Oh,
1: nice!
0: Uh, so, was that good? Huh? It's 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 okay. Like um, is it's nothing incredibly original, like, but it's it's toying with you know, of course, the seven cardinal sins, and you know how much I like to play with that in my fantasy. So, um, mm-hmm. like that's that's a thing that uh, it's doing. It's got a. Uh, Like it does the typical anime thing where it just every episode you got to it's like, ooh, you learn a little bit, but it raises more questions. And then there's the fan service parts where there's literally a part because there's a giant girl whose costume has cleavage. And Of of course, there's a princess with the giant boobies that wears like a mini skirt in this little top. Wouldn't expect and, anything less. Me either. Um, The main character, of which is all, is a pervert and like gropes her and like steals her panties all the time, like it fucking happens. And, if the giant chi- more and, more. And, and the giant chick has a thing for the leader, even though he's not a giant. So like she's always hitting on him, but he's got a thing for the princess. So whatever. Okay. But there's an episode where the giant gets shrunk down to size along with the princess who shrinks to like no size. So of course she doesn't have any clothes. So where do they put her? In the giant's cleavage. So she rides nice. around in the giant's cleavage naked the entire episode where she's just holding over her, her privates with her arms sitting in the other person's cleavage. Okay. And every episode, one of the females clothing is tattered by the end. Like, it's like, like that stuff in, in, in anime just kind of like rubs me the wrong way where it's like, all right, I get it, (laughs) but it's just so prevalent. Like guys, tell us like you have wasted Six minutes of this episode trying to show me, like, cartoon boobies without showing me cartoon boobies. Fucking get over yourselves. I get it. I it's get, just... I get that you're drawing this all day long and you're just sitting at your desk with a mad erection and you got to do something well, you know, about it. Fucking sex
1: sells, right? So you have all these teenagers, like, because they're, they're not having sex in Japan. So the most they can get is these scantily clad women on the shows in suggestive positions doing suggestive things and not actually doing anything that's considered... <sighs> To be taboo, yeah. But it's you just, could
0: tell, like you could, you could tell better stories if you didn't try and do that shit all the time. True.
1: Like, I just finished One Punch Man after I, like, I got up to episode seven before or whatever, and then stopped watching it again. And then I got back into it yesterday. Finished that shit up. That is like the epitome of fantastic. It's not even like storytelling because there's not much of a story. It's just like they don't, they don't give a Fuck, they're making fun of everything else, and it's fantastic. So. Definitely, I recommend you watch that. And speaking of Netflix, uh, I finished a show called – or the first season of a show called Dark Matter. Have you ever heard of it?
0: I saw it on the list and I added it to my queue. I haven't watched it okay. yet. It's, it starts off kind of slow,
1: but then like I got to the point because usually I just watch like one show a night because mm-hmm. just, I just don't have time to do anything else. I either choose – like I'll eat food and watch a show because I can't eat and play video games at the same time. So I'll eat and watch a show, but that show, like after the first couple of episodes, I eschewed video games altogether, and I was watching like two or three episodes a day, and up until the finale, and I'm like, man, this was actually some pretty good shit. Like, the twist was kind of predictable. If I'm pretty sure you will call it like halfway through the season, mm-hmm. but I thought it was pretty good, so I
0: well, recommend it. You yeah, no, that's, it. That's, uh, that's definitely... I will. I'll go watch it. Um, okay. Uh, now, I think we
1: should back to games, though. Okay. Yeah. No. For real. All
0: right. If there were. All right. If there were five. If there are five games in your collection that you think get less um, praise than they deserve, and we have not like ones we haven't done on this show or ones we haven't overly mentioned on this show already, but games that like you really think are unsung heroes in your collection, um, what would they be? All right. You make it three, if three's easier. Well,
1: I will, I'll do five. All right. Um, Legend of Legaia. Okay. I think, like, because I don't hear very much about it, and it's definitely, it's got an innovative combat system, sort of, where you target, like, the head, the body, or the arms, or something like that, like, you can use. Okay. I think the way it worked was, like, triangle on your, on the D-pad, or the controller, whatever, was, like, it's, like uh, a high attack, and then, like... I think square or O was like a middle attack. And then you had X as the bottom attack. I think it was triangle square X because O was cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can like kind of combo, combo them together to figure out different attack moves. Sort of like Xenogears. The way that okay. the combat system works in that one. Uh, but in this one, it actually matters what position you're attacking. Like if you have a flying enemy and you attack low, you're going to miss. Because it's not there's nothing to hit okay. down there. If there's a short enemy, you attack high. Then it's not gonna do anything. It's gonna miss because there's nothing up there. So um, eventually, like, you get to the point where you just like you're comboing the same abilities over and over again, and your characters are doing like crazy shit, like somersaulting, backflip, and like suplexing the enemy, and then picking him back up, suplexing him and then like doing flying crane kick and shit. And then you get these like m- the magic system is based off these creatures called like Sarah, I think I don't remember. Um, but the- and the storyline is pretty cool. You get three characters, and uh, definitely a good game. Like not the best RPG, but definitely it's up there. Um, Shit, the sequel too. The sequel's pretty good. It's not. It's more refined, I guess. Um, And it's on the PS2, and not the PS1. Okay. And uh, I like I had the same problem where I got halfway through it and played something else, like with most of my games. But it's definitely a good game to play. Okay. Um. That's one. Legend Wow. Like the problem cool. is I'm not looking at yeah, they're watching football. Fuck them. Oh. Like uh problem is I'm not looking at all my shit right now, so <laughs>
0: Well it's fine. Um, uh, just make it three then. i make it up and go find shit. Oh jeez. Oh god, here he goes.
1: Um Well I haven't played that one so I can't say that one. Um Hmm. Alright, into the closet I
0: go. Uh oh. Shit's getting real.
1: Sorry about the noise, people Jesus Christ! I gotta like put heavy shit on these boxes so the cat doesn't get in and tear this shit up. That's more reason, to,
0: more here. reason to build a shelf. I mean, just, you know. yeah, I know. Whatever. Sue me. Um, just trying to help you talk it, about brother? these ones. It's, I love the foley work. Oh, Alundra Alundra, Alundra a okay, game. yeah, Alundra, that's, but I think, I don't know, have a lot of people heard of Alundra?
1: See, I don't, that I don't know, they made a sequel, which I don't think was as good as most people thought, but this is another working designs game that was released, so. Um, it's, I don't think it's much, it's one of those, like, platforming, exploring RPG type deals.
0: Okay.
1: Like, you go around, you solve puzzles, sort of like Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um but you have like stats and shit too, so uh, okay. it's definitely God damn. Sorry.
0: Jesus Christ, it's a party at your house, man. Uh yeah, there's like pizza and shit if you want to come over. Nah, I got fucking Um do shit around here. Okay, there's
1: another one. Kartia. Cartia? Cartia. The Word of Fate. It was an Atlas produced or Atlas released game. Um this one is sort of gameplay similar to like tactics Ogre and Final fantasy tactics, mm-hmm. and then it's like isometric, isometric, isometric grid. Isometric,
0: isometric, isometric. Uh, blah, blah,
1: blah. <laughs> Look, I've been talking for like an hour. It's longer than I've talked a long time. All right. Um, pretty much the way it works is you you choose between a male or female character, and like you go through these like battles. I can't remember the storyline too well, but the way the combat works is like you can find these spell cards or something. They're kind of like tarot cards, but uh, That's your source of power, and you use those to summon monsters or spells or weapons and kind of get through the game that way.
0: Okay.
1: It's definitely interesting. And let me see here. Like, I want to say this one, but I'm going to look through the box a little bit more and decide whether or not I want to settle on that one.
0: Know, so uh, would here. you consider Phantom Brave a very popular game?
1: Phantom Brave? Definitely not.
0: Phantom Brave. It's another
1: so NES game, dude.
0: Oh, yeah. Phantom Brave is awesome.
1: It is. Uh, the problem with Phantom Brave and all these games is unless you like grinding, you're not gonna like it very much.
0: Yeah, that was a weird. That was a lot of that in that game. But when I played it, I was I just got out of knee surgery, so I could, literally couldn't go anywhere. So do it was else? a lot of Phantom Brave.
1: Wait, what? I actually have that right now. Holy shit! I thought I didn't have this game anymore. Do I really have it right now? Oh my god, I have it.
0: I'm very excited about something.
1: This is is why you look through... This is why you don't keep shit in a box, Nick. All right?
0: What'd you find? Tell us about your discovery. Uh,
1: Brave Fencer Musashi.
0: Oh, shit, dog.
1: Yeah. Damn. Yeah, this game... Okay, so everybody knows the story of, like, Musashi, the fencer, doing all his shit. But, um... Damn, we got some more shit here. The fuck? What am I doing with my life? Why aren't these on the shelf? Anyway, um... Brave Fensu Musashi. Like, they released a couple games, like, with the Musashi brand. I think Square did. Mm -hmm. Like, they had one on the PS2 that was kind of shitty. It was like a a modern remake type deal. But this particular game, it's like... Brave Fensu Musashi as the... I really give a fuck funny kind of character. So he goes around to save the princess or whatever and save the world. But this particular game... Um... I think it's, like, action-based, like you would expect. So okay. square does one attack, triangle does one attack, you jump with X, and then stuff mm-hmm. with circle. I think, like, maybe cast spells. But um you go around. He's, I think he's looking for the ultimate weapon or some shit. But then he gets dragged into this attack on this kingdom, and he's got to save the kingdom. And a lot of the citizens get captured and put in these, like, crystal pod things. Okay. And you've got to, like, find them and save them. I think... I think that's what happens, and then they give you like little quests to do, and like that was my first experience with like town building, sort of. So like you're the the, the castle town or whatever is like densely populated normally, but since everybody's missing, there's nobody there. So uh, slowly as you're building up this town, like you're unlocking more people to talk to, and they give you quests and give you items and shit, and it was kind of a novel experience <clears throat> at the time. So that was definitely cool. And then you can change, like, learning new abilities, I believe, from this game is uh, Musashi can throw his sword out and stick it in monsters. And then, like, I believe the term they used was accumulate. Okay. So you, like, you tap the O button as fast as you possibly can to suck out this monster's energy. And that gives you a skill that the monster has. So some of them are useful, or some of them are less than useful. But you, it's up to you to figure out which ones you like to use the best. And I think you only get a certain number of uses out of them before, like the skill disappears or something like that, or or it's based on your MP or some shit. I don't know, but it's definitely it's kind of a longer game, but it's fun. It's fun as shit. You got it. You got it. Um, the other game I was talking about was Grandstream Saga. Grandstream Saga. I can't. It was say. actually put out by THQ. Okay. Which is kind of weird, but it's really? like. <laughs> it was like looking at it, you're like looking at the. It's what it's got Suikoden syndrome, where you look at the cover and you're like, man, what the fuck is this shit about to be about?
0: Oh, God, it does have that, doesn't it? And at it right
1: like you look on the back and you're like, um, looks kind of weird. Like it kind of reminds you of like Grand or Vagrant story, sort of. Yep,
0: oh, there's a shower scene that's all over the fucking um, place.
1: Yeah, but then you've got like you have animation, like animated cutscenes, which was always a that. novel thing to watch. I always like love I prefer, when they do that. Animated cutscenes to CGI because it looks better. Like it, it doesn't age as badly. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, but yeah, this one kind of plays like *Vagrant Story*. I don't remember too much about it. Um, but huh. it's definitely it's definitely a game that I've never I never hear anybody talk about, Grand but I think it's a pretty good game.
0: Interesting. Now, if there was um, a game that. If you were to say like two games that you wanted absolutely more than anything else to add to your collection, what would they be?
1: Uh, say that again. Sorry, I was messing with shit in the box. Oh my god!
0: If there was, if there was one or two games that you absolutely had to add to your collection, what would they be? Oh. Um. I don't know. I'd have to.
1: <laughs> I'd have to look. Like oh, I haven't not. looked in a while. Okay. Um, I because, didn't know if there are any oh,
0: games that you were like, you know what, I really wish I could get my hands on that.
1: There is one. Azure Dreams?
0: Azure, Your Dreams. What is that about?
1: It is... Oh, man. Like, I saw this game in fucking Tips and Tricks once. Shut up, fucking Fire Station.
0: Oh, it's like a tactics game.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, sort of. It's a... It's one of the... I think it's one of the, um... Roguelike. It's a roguelike game. Okay. Where you go into a dungeon and you die, you lose all your shit. And you leave the dungeon, you lose all your shit, kind of thing. But it's, um, it looked like I was just remember looking at it in like tips and tricks or whatever, and thinking, man, this game looks fun as shit, and just never being able to get around to getting it. Okay. Um, and then I guess if there was another one, fuck, I don't remember the name of it, but I always thought it was kind of interesting. Fuck, it's got like, it's a night game. Okay. And you've got this. Oh wow. Maybe I um, maybe that's the
0: one thing about Shadow. It does not appear to be the PlayStation copy of that does not appear to be cheap.
1: Oh, Azure Dreams? mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: It's a uh, big reason why
1: I haven't ever gotten it. <laughs> Christmas but, present. But, um, okay, there's this PS1 game. I played it once. It's an RPG. Scarecrow. Is there a Scarecrow? Okay. It's Scarecrow i think it starts with shadow or some shadow shadow madness there we go
0: okay
1: ever heard of shadow madness no okay so shadow madness is like this weird ass like ps1 rpg like yeah, you get some hey. weird characters in your party there's like i think like a pirate dude like a scarecrow like robots and shit okay like i don't remember playing it very much um, like I think I was at a friend's house and they had it and I played it a little bit and I remember reading about it in Tips and Tricks but it's definitely
0: it looks something... weird
1: yeah like it's old it was made in 1999 so well that's after Final Fantasy 7 shit so it really has no excuse you know yeah but um I don't know I remember like wanting to play it and then like I think playing it once and then just never being able to play it again so if there's another game I could add in my collection be that
0: okay well, that one's not too bad. That one's about a $30 game. Um, so.
1: Like, obviously, if I had more time to sit and think about it, I'd be able to decide better. But most of the ones that, you know, that you'd be listing off the top of your head, like, oh, you've got to have this, I have. So.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of why this was about oh, your The collect- other one, Guardians Crusade. Guardians that's Crusade. I was
1: um, it's got a knight and like this little blob thing that I've always wanted to play, it, but I never got a, a chance to actually do it. So.
0: That's why this was about uh, your game collection and mine because mine is much smaller and you've, you've, you have a very history experience with uh, fucking uh, RPGs where, you know, I, I wouldn't say mine's a lackluster experience with RPGs. I have a middling experience with RPGs. I've, you know, played quite a few but not, you know, anything to be like, aha, I've played them all. That's not the case. Okay, but a couple things now that we've talked sort of about your experience about Netflix and about a million other things I think Um, so again next episode next official RPG show episode not a presents episode uh, will be will not be the FF7 review we've said that you know before it's gonna we're gonna have uh, the next episode and the one after and then there'll be the Final Fantasy 7 review so we have two more off topicy episode well yes two more off topic episodes between now and then um one of which isn't that right right um yeah because one of them is gonna be reviewing the film no right? so it's just one more so the uh the um Final Fantasy review episode should come out February the 7th I want to say
1: well so well the next show will be the 24th right
0: yes and i have a different a different uh see idea okay we, it's, it's, either gonna, it's either going to it's going to be a couple things like we might do um we might watch advent children review that and talk about that and but you don't know if we're gonna get an hour out of that we might uh get an hour out of that if i hate my life enough and rampage for about an hour and a half um which I mean, is sometimes you don't like it very much entirely possible well,
1: um, if we want to do Final Fantasy movies, we can do Spirits within and Advent Children.
0: Well, isn't there a Final Fantasy Four movie too? Is there really? Or yeah, there's like um It's like an Yeah.
1: Um if you're thinking about the after years, that's the like uh, an extended D L C thing.
0: Maybe which which Final Fantasy had had Barts in it? Was that five? Five. Then it's a Final Fantasy 5 movie legend of the crystals. There you go. There's, really? There's also that. What is this shit? <laughs> so I mean well, we could just watch the Final Fantasy movies and talk about them. Okay. I mean if you want.
1: Hell, that's up to you, dude. Like I know what your other ideas are, but
0: Um, I got one that I'll shoot you after the show. Um but uh for the Final Fantasy review show, we will also cuz I'm hoping if all plans in my mind work out all review shows should have a third host okay whether that be um and we'll just I'm kind of working on a few people to rotate out you know for each game so they won't be the consistent it'll be a a magnificent guest star for each uh each review show um for final in fantasy Se-
1: just some random guys
0: yes for for Final Fantasy 7 it will be my uh, glorious wife will be on that review show um, oh, no. So, be prepared, everyone, for her not oh, to she's talk playing at it all. Too, right? Yeah, she is playing it too, um, or as well, or however you want to view that. Um, uh, speaking of which, Final Fantasy VII, uh Where are you at right now, Final Fantasy 7
1: Um, just got to Junin still.
0: <laughs> oh, you got hung up in the the Dragon Quest game, didn't you? Yes. Ah, you bastard! You, that happens well, like, to you. I've
1: like I've got like, what's gonna happen? I was like. Like every day I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play Final Fantasy for a little bit. Then I'll turn on the PS4 and i got Dragon Quest up there and it's like dun 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 I'm like, Well I gotta finish this. So I'll finish this. And I'll well, be stuck in there for a couple hours and then I like, got the,
0: I got the theme with the uh with purchasing the port, right? So like I did, I, I did
1: I, too. So that's actually a pretty cool theme.
0: I set my theme to it so like when it loads up, I I kinda even if I don't have that selected, like it automatically starts playing like Eris' theme and I'm like, Okay, Final Fantasy time. So I mean it just kinda works okay. out um what was it uh how far did you get i got to the speed rail when it crashed so i'm um, i've been to the first visit to gold saucer getting ready to go down to the desert below and do barrett's backstory and all that stuff um i'm thinking unless i made one mistake early on and i'm hoping it doesn't bite me in the ass but i'm hoping to platinum this way through i might not have hit platinum by the time we do the episode because of course you gotta like hit level 99 character and max out your gill and all that shit but i'm hoping to platinum it in one playthrough so um that'd be fun that is a thing i'm working on so i've been pretty diligent as far as that goes um so are you following a walkthrough for this barry thing fuck no I, I don't need to walk through Final Fantasy Seven. Um, well, you need to figure out which choices do what, right? Yes, but I kinda I have I've gotten a date with Barrett before. Like I've done each of the dates before. And Barrett's basically you have to Be a if dick you stick to the girls. You you say the mean things whenever possible, say things against Shenra whenever possible, um, act tough whenever possible, and uh, what was the last thing? Um, shit. I then forgot but it's it's actually pretty easy to know when the choices are but i i wasn't paying attention and missed one of the early barrel drops when eris is running from the um from the soldiers and accident actually killed one with a barrel so um i don't think that's going to impact too much i i kind of think it does but it was only one it's only i made her fight look, the I rest have, of them so
1: i've got a i've got a guide pulled up all right do you want to know what each choice did
0: no, that's i I'm I wanna see if I remembered from I'll tell you memory.
1: what, she only got maybe one or two points added to her affection, that's it.
0: Oh okay. Well it's then definitely that they know because I have been a hella dick to uh to her. So um in the but the hardest part about planning cause that means I'm gonna have to do the date with Barrett, and then before she leaves the party, I have to go get her final limit break. That's before not Before she dies. So, um, the shitty
1: thing is you only use it for like an hour or two or something like that, right?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, what the, the shitty thing is that's, that's a lot of work for, you know, like an hour's worth of being able to use it. So, I mean, I don't, it'll probably take me three or four hours to, to get her final limit break because you well, have just to, getting the mithril piece and then trading that for the, well, you have to get the other four levels to be able to use the final limit break. So oh, you haven't been using her at all? No, because you can't. Like, if you use her, if you use them in your party, unless when they're forced in your party, like, you gain affection for them. No, you don't. Yes, you do. Like, you cannot, no. if you want to get a date with Barrett, you cannot have I have tif- never read anything like that in my research. It's True facts. You cannot use them at all. Like, so, because, like, if you choose them for your party, it's it's not going to work.
1: I don't believe you. <sighs>
0: Let's see. I'll if I up. do
1: believe you, then I'm fucked. So.
0: Getting a date with Barrett. Let's go. All right. This one says... All right. So now there's a fucking... No. All right.
1: But I'm pretty sure... Oh. Yes. Okay. So there is battle stuff. Son of a bitch.
0: Told you. So, um...
1: So oh, no. I. It says events battles were going to have an effect on the date. They had a secondary system in place that works fine behind the scenes. Uh, at the start of the game, blah 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 blah, would have another value called battle affection. Those would be adjusted, but it's not. This is not being used.
0: Unless it doesn't. It doesn't matter for the PC port. But I know in the original fucking thing of the game, you couldn't use them. Okay. So I haven't been using them. All right. But um, essentially uh cuz i had both versions of the um the ff7 strategy guide like i had the official um brady games one and i had uh who put that out versus the unofficial versus ff7 guide now that thing fell apart and it is the one thing out of anything in as far as video game collectibles, I wish I still had. I still have the poster that came with it. That's in a bit of rough shape, but I think I'm gonna... I might actually frame it, because it's still in a serviceable condition. Um, But that versus strategy guide is very valuable. Um, Because it has custom art all in it. It's got... I don't know, was just laid out better than the Brady game one was.
1: Yeah, I had the Brady games one, and that shit fell apart. There was like... I remember as a kid reading... Just the amounts of like errors that there were written in the game or in the book, and like what the
0: fuck? So So I mean um, but uh, I used that to get through it. So. The versus books one is is amazing. But like a used one's hundred and seventy dollars on Amazon. Fuck that. Like I it just it just fell to pieces. But it was so cool. Um But I wanna talk to you what uh do you know Sort of what our plans are after Final Fantasy 7, because if we're gonna line up these these guest hosts, um we kind of need to decide on games a little earlier in the process Ooh. if possible. Well
1: I picked the last one, so church, I think.
0: Yes, but um I so that means I have to give you a a um criteria, don't I? Um Well I have to give you the criteria then, right? No, because you chose. I chose. Yeah, so you gave me oh, the criteria. Choosing. So I'm choosing, so I'm going to give you criteria and you're going to present me with two games. Oh, fair enough. Okay. I want a PC game. A PC game. It's been a long time since we've done a computer game and we kind of need to do one. So. Um,
1: um, I don't think we've ever done a PC game.
0: We did Arcanum. Oh, man.
1: Fuck. Thanks for reminding me that existed. So
0: okay. What's the other criteria? What?
1: What's the other criteria? That's it. PC game. Oh, just PC game?
0: PC game. So, I mean, that, that uh, leaves us open Diablo, Baldur's Gate. Um,
1: now does it have to be a game specifically designed for the PC, or is it a game that's ported to the PC?
0: It could be a port, but um, keep in prefer. mind that it, if it is a, you know, shitty port, <laughs> I will judge it as such. Okay. So, I mean, but that leaves, like I said, you know, Diablo, um, Baldur's Gate, Planescape, like um, there's a lot of them.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, yeah. Um, Come with two. Uh, let me know off air and I will'll I'll make a tweet about it for those that don't that care and we'll mention it on the next off topic and then I'll find whoever's gonna be on that episode.
1: All Sounds right.
0: So I think that that about do us. Uh, let me pull up our swinging Sky outro right here. boot do do. All right. So first off, Thank you, each and every one of you, for listening to the show. Please leave us a rating or review on iTunes. You can visit our website, therpgshow.com. The is very important. You go to rpgshow.com. It's about fucking wigs. Don't go there. <laughs> on our website, there is a link that says Forms. You can click it. You can talk to us in person. Or you can just send us an email, podcast at therpgshow.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. Now, you can also listen to our friend Retro Cal, Blaine J, whatever you want to call him, over at the Is It Worth It podcast. He's the man. Please check out his show. That's part of the Retro RPG podcast feed. Check out Derek and Dime while you're there, too. They've been doing it since Jesus on the cross, and they're good at it. So, I can't think of anything else. So until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Hold it. You there. Before you change that podcast, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. In your little podcast or app, whatever. You know, if you just, 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 and you, I know your hands on it. Cause you're going to change the podcast. Don't lie to me. Scroll down. There's a little link that says you can leave us a rating review on iTunes. A little blue, like hyperlink or whatever hyperlink color it is. Yeah. You know what you could do? You could click on that Jimmy jump and that'll take you right to the page. And you can leave us a rating and review, please five stars. Hey, if it, we're not worth it, go four stars. Don't really matter, but it helps us be noticed and we appreciate each and every one of them. So until next time, thank you.